God bless you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's Marksman Prophet. My name is Wilmar Navarro, and I am your host. Today's statement or question, what you sow, you reap. Did you know that? The law of sowing and reaping. The world knows sowing and reaping as the cause and effect or casual, uh, like things happens by casualty. But in reality, things don't happen by coincidence or casualty. Things happen because there's a law of sowing and reaping that we're going to see throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We're going to see throughout different scriptures of what the Bible has to say about sowing and reaping. Come on, join me in this journey. Here we go. Well, the first thing I want to share is the today's bullseye scripture. Today's bullseye scripture is Matthew 13, 1 through 9. The parable of the sower. The same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea and great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat and the multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on the stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they were withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. First thing I want to share. The person who's sowing the seed is Jesus. Jesus, the, the, the seed that's being sowed is his word of faith, word of salvation, word of redemption, word of deliverance, word of hope and restoration. You know, the, the prophetic word is the seed that's being sowed to people. Galatians 69 is another bullseye scripture that we have today. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. We need to sow the seed in good ground, people of God. Matthew 13, 23 says, But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Matthew 7 and 6 says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn and tear you in pieces. What you have to say is valuable. Your words have worth, have value. Your words carry a conviction and a weight. A weight of, of, of God's presence. Of you being in his presence of prayer and intercession and fasting. And, and studying the word and going into the Hebrew and to the Greek. So what you have to say matters. This is to people who are called to be prophets or prophetic people. This is a word to you. What you have to say matters. He who honors a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. A prophet is not honored in his own home, neither his own country. Why am I saying this to you? It's very important that you... Pour out to those who honor the gift that is within you, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Holy Spirit that is within you. They have to honor the Holy Spirit that is within you. And they have to honor that mantle that God has put within your life. Because if they don't honor, they're not going to receive. They're only going to receive what they honor. Jesus couldn't do many miracles in certain places because he was not honored. 
People did not have faith. People did not honor that was, was placed, uh, was given to him by the Holy Spirit as he came as fully God and fully man on earth. So what I want to tell you today, your words matter. What you have to say matter. What comes out of your tongue. Power, life, and death are in your tongue. And those who love it shall eat the fruit of it. Support to those who honor you. Because honor is the way of the kingdom. Honor is very important in this hour. We need to walk with honor. The Bible says in the book of Samuel that those who honor God will be honored by God. But those who don't honor God will be less esteemed. See, we got to honor in this hour. We have to honor our father and our mother. I don't know why God is having me shift. I don't even have this even written before me. I don't even have this structure right now. The spirit of God flowing through me. Honor is so very important in this hour. You have to honor your father and your mother, honor your parents, honor those who God has put over you, those who oversee you, those who cover you, your mentors, those who are training you up, those who are pouring into you, those who are seeking God for a word, seeking God to mentor you, seeking God to teach you things. Honor those people. As you honor them, God's going to give them wisdom, revelation, secrets, mysteries to be able to pour into you, to, to train you up as iron sharpens iron, another one will sharpen another. Let me continue here. Woo, Jesus. What you reap, let me stop here. What you reap will be by what type of seed you sow. Galatians 6 and 8 says, For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Proverbs 22 verse 8, He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow, and the rod of his anger will fail. If the seed is bad, it will bring forth a bad tree. The Bible says no good tree can bear bad fruit. Every bad tree bears bad fruit. So if the seed is bad, it will be a bad fruit. It will bring forth bad fruit and it will be a bad tree. Okay. What type of seed we should give? The word of God. 2 Timothy 2 and 15 says, But be diligent, be diligent to present yourself. Approve to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth let me stop real quick in this hour this is so important that we rightly divide the word of truth so we're not ashamed by those who come against us the bible says if you're going to be a teacher you're going to be judged more severely you need to know what you're talking about. You need to know what you're studying. You need to know what you are preaching and teaching to people in this hour. You need to know so the enemy will not use people who are moving in the flesh. Pharisees and Sadducees will come against you, try to test you with the word of God because you do not know it. You have to know what you're standing on. You have to know your conviction of the word of God. You have to know what you believe because you or else you're going to be tossed to and fro by winds of doctors of demons. You have to stand your ground in this hour so you're not ashamed. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Listen to that. To God, not man. What do you have to prove to people? What do you have to prove to people? Are you looking for the applause of man, not the approval of God? You have to look for the approval of God, not the applause of man. Be, 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 be pleased with God being pleased with you. Be, be happy with God being happy with you, where, where God's telling you, well done, my good and faithful servant. You are my son in whom I am well pleased. Be pleased with receiving God telling you, my son, you did a good job. Even if people don't recognize it, you did what I called you to do because Jesus is always about the Father's business. Jesus was always doing the will of the Father. He came to do the will of the Father. Who am I speaking to today? God bless you. What you sow, it will be returned by to you, back to you, 
whether you whether it be good or bad. Luke 6, 37 and 38. It says, do not judge. Judge not. And you should not be judged. Condemn not, and you should not be condemned. Forgiven, you will be forgiven. Given, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will it be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Examples of sowing and reaping. Let's go into bad seeds. Proverbs 26 and 2 says, Like a flighting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without a cause shall not alight. Some people are going through things and there's a reason to it. Sometimes it's the enemy attacking you, but there's sometimes you have a door that you open. There's some things you've done. There's an agreement you made. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 6 that you, you, you are entangled by the words of your mouth. You made an agreement. So there's things you might have done. The Bible says, be angry, sin not. Do not let the sun go down on you, nor give a place to the devil. Are you giving a place to the devil? Let's, just, let's be real. Let's be honest here. He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Matthew 26, 51 and 52 says, But suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword or die by the sword. The example of Adoni, Bezek in Judges 1, 5 through 7. And they found Adoni, Bezek and Bezek and found and fought against him. And they defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Then Adonibesek fled. And they pursued him and caught him and cut off his thumbs and big toes. And Adonibesek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off used to gather scraps under my table, as I have done, so God has repaid me. Then they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. See, what he did to others, it was done to him. See? The law of sowing and reaping. This is, we're going into about bad seeds, right? The example of King Agag, 1 Samuel 15, 32 and 33. Then Samuel said, bring Agag, king of the Amalekites, here to me. So Agag came to him cautiously and Agag said, surely the bitterness of death is past. But Samuel said, as your sword has made woman childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel Hacked Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. See what he did to others. It happened to him. Those who make pits for others will fall into themselves, into them themselves. Proverbs 26, 27 says, whoever digs a pit will fall into it. And he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. You see, Haman constructed gallows to hang Mordecai, Esther 7, 9 and 10. Now, Harbona, one of the eunuchs, said to the king, Look, the gallows, 50 cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good on the king's behalf, is standing at the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. And the king's wrath subsided. See, what was meant for evil, God turned it around for his good. God returned it back to the sender. There's some things in this time and this season that God is returning back to the sender. God is, is uh, God is returning things. God is turning things around. He's turning things back to the sender. God is, is, is vindicating in this hour. God's bringing justice in this hour. Hear me today. Jacob deceived his brother Esau. 
Genesis 27, 17 to 33. And he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, surely the smell of my son is the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren and your mother's sons bow to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be those who bless you. Esau's lost hope now happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and Jacob has scarcely gone out of the presence of Isaac his father that Esau his brother came in from his hunting he also had made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father let my father rise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me and his father Isaac said to him who are you so he said I am your son your firstborn Esau then Esau trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and indeed he shall be blessed. Jacob was deceived by his father-in-law, Genesis 29, 25 through 27. So it came to pass in the morning, and behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this that you have done to me? What is it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? And Laban said, it must not been done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week and we will give you this one also for the service which you serve with me still another seven years. See, he was deceived by his father-in-law. That was this, you know, because see the seed that he sowed, he reaped. He deceived his brother. He ended up being deceived as well, right? What a man fears, it happens to him. Yes. Did you know that? Fear is the opposite of faith. Why? I'm going to show you here in the Bible. Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked will come upon him and the desire of the righteous will be granted. See, the fear of the wicked comes upon him. And there's people, you ever been like, before I, I knew the Lord, there was things that I would fear uh, that something bad was going to happen. I'll give you a perfect example. I was working a construction job and I, and I had a feeling that that day I was going to lose my job. And that same day I lost my job what i feared happened to me that very day so that's a testimony job 325 for the thing i greatly feared has come upon me and what i dreaded has happened to me see the bible says god did not give us a spirit of fear but a love power and a sound mind the only fear that we should accept is the fear of the lord the reverence of god you know but we should not be having fear he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. And his perfect love drives out all fear. Those who hide their sin will not prosper. Proverbs 28 and 13, it says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. An example in the Bible of someone who hid their sin was King David, right? Let's go into the scripture. 2 Samuel 12, 7 through 14. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel and delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you master's houses and your master's wives into your keeping, gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife and killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house because you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the 
Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversary against you from your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the sun. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. David. Because of David's sin. When David was not doing what God had called him to do. David was distracted. David was not out in the battle. David was at home. He ended up looking at Bathsheba. Shower. And he lusted after her. He desired her. The Bible says when sin uh, becomes. Uh, 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 like the fruition of sin leads to death. So when it, the full desire of sin becomes death. And that ended up happening here in this story. It's sad. Psalms 32, 3 and 5. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drop of summer. Selah. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. I want to stop real quick and say this to you. I don't know what you might be going through. I don't know about, about the sin that you're going through. But it's very important that you have accountability. You have people you're accountable to. You have people that you're able to open up to. With those, your struggles, things you're going through. You're able to open up and, and, and share what you're going through. So you're not going through it alone. And so the enemy does not keep attacking you. It's important that in this time and the season. That you, you share with those who you can trust. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom. Who you can come to. To share what you're going through. Your struggles. Your sin, uh, your mistakes that you keep doing over and over and over again. And the Lord wants to break you out of that bad habit and bring you into a good habit and bring you into a place of blessing and prosperity. The Bible says if you confess your sin, you're going to prosper. He who covers his sin will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsake them will have mercy. You're going to have mercy. And the Bible says uh, in the book of 1 John that if you confess your sins to one another, God is more than just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So I want to just stop in that tangent and tell you, share what you're going through with a fellow brother. If it's a brother, share with another brother. Uh, if it's a sister, share with a sister, spiritual mom, somebody you can trust. Uh, if it's a brother, share with a brother, a mentor, spiritual father. This is something very important. Okay. The one who speaks a lot, sins a lot. Proverbs 10 19. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. He who guards his mouth per preserves his life, but he who opens his mouth wide, opens wide his lips, shall have destruction. So, I told you about how your words are very important. Many times we have a lot to say, but less is more. Remember that, what I just told you. Less is more. The solution to not saying a lot or speaking a lot is Ecclesiastes 5 and 2. Do not be rash with your mouth and let not your heart utter anything hastily, hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. The context is this when you're going into the presence of God, when you're going to the house of the Lord. You know, like, just be wise as you're walking into the house of the Lord. But also, your house of the Lord is your house. So be, even in your time of intimacy with God, listen more. Like the Bible says here in James 1.19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to hear, 
uh, uh, swift to hear, quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, slow to be angry, because the Bible says the wrath of man does not lead to the righteousness of God. We're almost done here, people of God. Examples of sowing and reaping, good seeds. Romans 12, 17 says, Repay no evil for evil, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Those who give to the poor will not be poor. Do you know that? Those who give to the poor will not be poor. Proverbs 28, 27. He who gives to the poor will not lack. But he who hides his eyes will have many curses. Wow, that's strong. Those who give to the poor lend to God. Proverbs 19, 17, the Amplified Version says, He who is gracious and lends a hand to the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him for his good deed. Help the poor. Jesus said the poor will be always with you. Why? Because the church is supposed to help the poor. Yep, the church is supposed to help the poor. If we don't add wood to the fire, the fire will be quenched. Proverbs 26, 20 and 21. For lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisper, who gossips, contention quiets down. Like charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to strife. Those who walk with the wise will be counted as wise. And um, before I continue with this one about the wisdom, I want to go back to the one before. It said the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 15 that a soft answer turns away wrath. The Bible also says in the book of Proverbs that even a, even a fool is considered wise when he's silent. So sometimes we don't have to say a lot. We have to listen more. We have to hear more. Now we're going to talk about wisdom. Those who walk with the wise will be counted as wise. Proverbs 13 and 20. He who walks with the wise men will be wise. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. The Bible says... Worldly conversations corrupt good morals. Who you are around with, it rubs up on you. Their language, their behaviors, their thoughts. It rubs up on you. The word anointing has to do with a rubbing on. It, it has to do with oil, but it has to do also with anointing to smear on. So who you're rubbing, who you're hanging out with is going to come upon you. The Bible says that Saul was in the company of the prophets and he began to prophesy. He was changed to another man. Proverbs 15, 31. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. You want to grow in wisdom? Receive rebukes. Receive correction. The Bible says you'll be counted as wise those who receive correction. Correction is part of growing in wisdom. See, many people count failure as a loss when failure is actually a lesson. What have you learned from that? We sow, God brings the increase. I'm going to end with this first. 1 Corinthians 3 and 6. I planted Apollo's water, but God gave the increase. People of God, what we sow, we reap. What, what are we sowing in this hour? And there's another uh, Bible verse that God's bringing up to me in the story in Genesis 26 about how Isaac sowed a hundred and a hundredfold. He reaped, he grew, and he became rich, richer and wealthy. He became powerful. He became influential. What are you sowing? Are you sowing encouragement, comfort, love, peace, 
Not just finances, also finances. Are you giving? Are you helping out others? Are you lifting up those who are down? Are you being a, 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 your brother's keeper? Are you praying for other people? Are you praying at all times? Uh, are you praying without ceasing? Are you praying for your brother lest you sin? If you do not pray, the Bible says that in the book of Samuel too. So we got to pray as the Lord leads us to. We got to have wisdom when we're praying for people. We cannot just be praying for everybody because even the book of Jeremiah, God told Jeremiah, stop praying for these people. We're not here. So we got to be have wisdom, but... What are you sowing? There's a cause and effect. That's how the world knows it. We know it as sowing and reaping. How do you know it? God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today's Marksman Prophet. Love you all until next time.